0: Welcome to the ODA Magazine podcast. We at ODA desire to give a deeper insight into the people we spend time with through a podcast featuring creatives and entrepreneurs across art, fashion, films and other creative disciplines. Each episode highlights the work of individuals actively participating in culture and the conversations they inspire, our guests discuss how they see the future dealing with themes such as diversity, equality, understanding, and of course, passion. ODA is a platform where self-expression, imagination, and dreams are brought to the next level and shared with those looking to be inspired. Okay, there we go. Got it.
1: Um, I'm in my house in Los Angeles. Um... Yeah, my housekeeper's here, which is a joyous, joyous occasion. <laughs> How long have you lived in LA? I bought my house in 2014. I closed and then I kind of moved in. I actually, I'm in the dining room right now. And I lived in the dining room with a mattress in the dining room for like almost a year because I was filming two movies. And I was like, great. And I decided to like, the only thing I did in my whole house is in my bedroom. And I pitched, I pitched the roof and I called my friend, um, Brian Adams, the singer who came over to see my house. And he's like, well, you have to like open up a window in your bedroom tree. And I was like, uh... He's yeah. like, like a giant window and I was like okay and then like started to give more more critiquing and I was like, are you going to pay for my renovation. Sir? <laughs> so, but I did put in a large large ass window but it took fucking forever to come and be made. So I basically lived in the in the dining room and in the dining room, it like looks out onto the street and it's right up to like where you're let in in my house. Yeah, that's nice. So if like I get deliveries, like people would just see me sleeping, it'd be great. <laughs> I like, Good morning, hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: There go. Like, I'm like lucky in that regard because I live in New York. So um, like I live in a, a walk-up. And, oh, like, I, just- I
1: lived in New York for f- f- 13 years. Maybe yeah. more, I still- I still run a room out there because I'm like that person who's like I can't I like LA but I'm not an LA girl I'm a New York girl at heart but yes sorry I interrupted you
0: no I was just gonna say like people like my there are trees that block my house so like or my apartment so people like don't get to see anyone for a fourth floor so like people don't really get to see anything so I guess like that's the lucky part but like la is so sunny and like the weather's so much nicer when- and we
1: all just walk by each other's houses and stare into each other's windows we're like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. what have you done in your house
0: yeah is it, <laughs> it Have like blackout curtains or is it just like you just want to see the view all day so you're just like whatever
1: i don't have blackout curtains because i'm convinced i'd be depressed and not s- i've never even in new york i never had blackout mm-hmm. I like blinds that kind of block it out in New York. Me too. I, just but have- I, I don't know. I just, I can't. In LA, I think I just, like, I sleep through everything. Although my fiance, Nick, is, like, really gunning for a blackout curtain. So... <laughs>
0: He's like,
1: come on,
0: let's do it. I'm like, no, terrible. I feel, you know, I I had one a couple of apartments ago and like it, it it wasn't, it was like, I mean, it worked. So it was like completely dark, but I just, I also had like really nice lighting coming in and I couldn't experience it. And also I had plants. So it was like the plants would die if I kept the blackout curtains on. So it just, it didn't work.
1: Well, that's the issue. It's like you put them on and then sometimes you forget to actually open them. Yeah. Like I have like little white linen curtains. And that's good enough for me. Yeah. I have plants in here and I don't have a green thumb. So I'm relying on mother nature to like
0: do her thing. Yeah. And help out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... It was for you, was it now you're in LA before then you were in New York and then before then was home, like just Idaho?
1: Idaho, I was born in Idaho and then I went to high school in like Thousand Oaks area, which is above Calabasas, past Calabasas, which people know where that is because, you know, the Kardashians live there, mm-hmm. um, past that and um, like valley-ish and I went to high school there and I finished with homeschooling and then the first place I moved was New York. Mm. Um, Cause I was, I was like, I'm gonna be a ballet dancer and that's what I'm gonna do. And then I just didn't end up doing
0: that. Yeah? Yeah. Did you, so you grew up like doing ballet in school? I, well, no,
1: it, I, it was like the extracurricular activity after school where I'd go and take ballet class. And my mother had a yoga studio called the sacred cow. And I think she named it that, because, that also had dance classes, like the dance center would rent out the bottom studio for ballet classes. I also took hula and fencing there, <laughs> random, oh, um, but yeah, it called the sacred cow this I don't know where my mother got it, but we always had this giant cow sculpture. Um, it was very lifelike. It was like painted and I had like a wreath around, but it had these giant tits. It was like yeah. a standing <laughs> naked and I remember being like, oh, this is so great as a kid being like, this is inviting friends over and there's just like giant naked big boobed cow sitting in the driveway
0: yeah so it was okay so it was in front of your house and then then with the yoga
1: studio but it moved there
0: (laughs) wait you moved it there
1: your parents moved it there wait hold on I actually have a I have a really funny photo of me and my sister on Halloween in front of it because just so you can get like the actual visual of what this cow looks like where the fuck is it Oh. oh here she is can you see it
0: oh my god oh wow it's very voluptuous look at that cow we're hiding the boobs you know yeah but I could yeah I could still very much see the 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 cow yeah Yeah, my parents
1: my parents also love some sculptures like weird like what is that that's a rabbit but it's weird what the fuck Uh is that
0: how did they get their hands on that we don't know (laughs)
1: And I'd call my mom and ask, but I feel like it'd be a long winded response. And yeah. I liked it that it just fell upon us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had the sacred cow, and that's where I learned ballet. And that's where I learned hula dancing and fencing. And I would appease my mother and pretend I could do yoga. I was always very, very flexible so I was like fine I can do yoga but I hated it I still kind of hate it yeah but I know it's good for me so I do it now because I'm I'm an adult yeah (laughs)
0: it's I it's like it's one of those things that like I grew up doing and I like want to do more of but it hurts it's like a lot more painful than people like it hurts. And
1: like, I I'm so, I think I'm like stubborn because I'm so used to ballet training where they're mean and they're like, you're not doing that correctly. And they're like, like cracking the whip down on you. And I, I weirdly like that. Yeah. In fact when I do like a class of something that the teacher is going to be like, can you, you're not doing that properly. You should be holding yourself like this.
0: Yeah. I feel like yoga people are like, "Oh, like just just let go, just breathe." And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. but then you get that yoga
1: man in yoga class. He's like throwing themselves into wild positions and you're like, "Shut up, stop." Yeah, like
0: you're, you're doing to hurt
1: yourself, time. sir.
0: Like you it's ridiculous. There like, there's like there should be like a very advanced class for y'all for y'all who want to do that, but like for the rest of That's us, fine. right. Exactly
1: relax just breathe
0: (laughs) yeah just chill or like I wish I had I mean my personal studio doesn't give as many adjustments as I would like but yeah I know some yoga studios do so like I mean there's that but
1: I'm sure there are some mine doesn't either although there is one in Los Angeles I really like but it's hot yoga and sometimes I like feel like I'm gonna die and I can't
0: breathe in it (laughs) one that I prefer is it called Y7 is it no it's
1: urban 728 and or 78728 it's great and he's great the teacher he was like one of the ones who started moto yoga Mm. and opened his own thing that's like down the street
0: and no but I've
1: done the y7 where it's like rap music yeah that's fun
0: that one's fun yeah
1: I really like it except when you get like I'm very particular about the music I listen to. And when it comes to rap, I'm very particular about the rap music I listen to. Like you cannot be playing whiny shit. It needs to be either old school rap mm-hmm. or Cardi B.
0: Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> Cause it's like you're, a do- like when you're in yoga, like you're, it's intense and you need something to like get you going so you could finish it. Like you don't need to hear there's certain, I'm not going to put any artists on blast, but like there's certain ones that you shouldn't be playing. There sure. are certain
1: ones that you just shouldn't play. Yeah. There's yeah. like certain ones where it's like, oh, we heard this on whatever the cool station is that plays all the top. The, 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 and I'm like, no, don't play that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: It just makes me mad.
1: You're not supposed to be mad
0: at yoga. Okay? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're supposed <laughs> to really, you're supposed to let go and relax and like exactly. just breathe, breathe. You're <laughs> supposed <to> breathe. But, <laughs> but um yeah so okay so you went to New York for ballet mm-hmm. how did how did you wanting to go to New York for ballet end up with you acting and modeling how did that all like what was the path from like this to that
1: I mean I've always been a ham for attention as a child and like theater and and I grew up on my mother's film sets Mm -hmm. so like acting was always something I wanted to do and in my mind I was going to be a famous ballet dancer and a famous actress Mm -hmm. and I had like the ballet stopped when it was like I had a lot of bad training under my belt and I would have had to go back and I was too fucking stubborn and I was like and I also, I'm not, I, I never want to be in the back. Like I wouldn't want to be in the core of the company, even though we need the core of the company yet, but I sure. would rather be the prima ballerina or the soloist. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So sure.
1: I think when it, and then I'm like, why would I kill myself to make no money and be in the back of the, the company? Um, But then I went to acting school and I guess modeling came from, I mean, I have like a mother who's an actress and an aunt who's a famous model. And for me, they kind of look like they went hand in hand. Mm. Um, I went to acting school and I didn't think I was ready to act. And in a weird sense, modeling seemed like like a happy in between of like act of like acting and dancing and movement. So it was like I could play a character and move. And I knew my body so well and how to move it that it was like it just felt like the right thing to do. And kind of a nice exploration of like who I am because I think in acting you need so much is like life experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've heard that I'm I wonder like if it's the same or not the same but like if you can like compare the differences between like modeling and acting because I've heard from other actors and actresses like oh you you're always bringing a part of yourself into the role and like you know so do you think that for modeling do I think what do you think it's like that for modeling or how would you say it's different from that like, bringing in the role and the character and stuff like that. Yeah, like, bringing up, bringing in, like, yourself into the character or, like, whoever, like, the designer or CD wants you to play as a model. Do they want, do you feel like you have to bring yourself into it or do you think you're like, you're channeling something else completely?
1: I mean, in the beginning of modeling, I really felt like I was channeling so many different things completely. Like, I was, like, baby and, frankly, had no idea who I was and... And, and, and so it was like an exploration of being like what I didn't get to be in real life. Like when people would make me sexy, I was like, woo, this is (laughs) because I don't, I've never, I've always been like the tomboy and like, or it just, it allowed me to be a little bit I've always i've never been shy and i've always been really like i project myself everywhere but i also in situations where i don't know anybody or i can be a little like more secluded inside of myself um and so modeling was like it was like i was trusted to go out there and it was like a, a challenge to like make, this photograph, this moment. And also I think that by watching, by growing up and looking at magazines and like having people who I admired, they were iconic images to me. And I was like, I wanna do that. How do we make an iconic image that lives on? Yeah. I think it's it's sometimes less so today I think I just never wanted to do something that was the same and it felt real but and also like told a story or made somebody who saw that photo think or want to do something
0: yeah
1: um I mean which is the same as acting it's like enacting the the nicer part is that you're given a script and you and your director is you're like your guidelines, like in fashion, there's no scripts. you know, there's no, you don't walk in, they're like, okay, so this is the role you're playing today. And sometimes they'll give you that, but they don't want that. So it's very confusing. They're like, this is what you're playing. But then it's, if you, I don't know, it's interesting. I think it more caters to like the styling and the hair and makeup and stuff like that. But like, I can be very literal. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you want that? Cool. I will be sitting like this and (laughs) this is who you get today.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But in terms of like, I mean, I I feel like you put different clothes on and it feels different on how you want to hold yourself. Mm. Yeah. It depends. Everything really depends. Like, it's also, I think that now there's so many, like, I, it's, there's a lot more collaborative in terms of what, there's a lot more cooks in the kitchen, I think. And so it's harder to figure out what somebody wants or not in terms of, I don't know.
0: I feel you. Wink, yeah. Um, I think the roles can be more fluid in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of people will want to get into like the creative part of the shoot when, like, really they're involved in like literally just like pulling clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I mean, I like to be involved in all of it, <laughs> which. I think might annoy people sometimes because I'm very opinionated. I think I've just been modeling for so long and I think there's a part of me that wants to find that like originality of what it used to be for me. So when I go on to set now or when I'm doing something, I don't want it to feel like I'm giving something that I've already given over and over and over again. And I think that, I think that sometimes when I think sometimes people are used to working with people who just are like, okay, I'm going to stand in front and you tell me what to fucking do. And I'm not that way at all. And so when I'm not allowed to do what I'm feel most comfortable doing, and that's like, I love moving more than anything. And I love finding where the photo is going or finding what the shoot is about. And instead of like, I think people get very stuck to their like mood board or this is what we want and there's nothing more I hate more than like being told to like copy somebody's image (laughs) I'm
0: like why I've heard of that a lot (laughs) why Like that's
1: that person and that person and you can like see how they've moved into it and it's a completely different feeling than what you're in. And I'm like, you're not even in the same clothes and the clothes are catering to that picture and And it's like, it's so, it's different. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it and I'll try it as best I can and then hope to move on or hope that we got it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, we did good. Do we get it? We're good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: What are some of your favorite shoots where you feel like you've been able to just, you know, kind of really work with the clothes and like work with the CD and stylus in a way that really resonated with you? And I'm sorry, I'm going to move because I was just cleaning and now my broom, I don't want my broom to be in the frame. So I'm like, the whole time I've been like, (laughs) but yeah. Maybe was, oh,
1: yeah. I see. Your room. There it is. Hey, just. Adult. Wait, is this gonna be like posted on the
0: internet? As I look hot. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna use some of the video as like social media assets, Yeah.
1: Cool. That would have been nice of them to tell me that.
0: But ah. that's fine.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, whatever. It's what you get. <laughs> Um what else? Uh wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, we're about talking about photo and stuff like that where I've been my I mean I've done a couple photo shoots where there's been no stylists and no hair and makeup, and the they the stylist has sent clothes and we've like made amazing editorials that way, and those are kind of my favorite because normally it's with like, like I did one with my best friend, Jesse Jenkins, which is one of my favorite. Um, And there was a really nice flow there. Um, Inez and Benoud, I did one with Inez and Benoud that was one of my favorites with Camilla Nickerson. Mm -hmm. Actually anything with Camilla Nickerson I love doing she's one of my favorite stylists do you she's being remember-
0: w what do you remember who it was for was it for like a mag or was it for a campaign it was for a
1: magazine last time i worked with her was for parto which is that clothing line um yeah and it's great she just has such good style and i feel like it very much fits my personality of how i like to dress like i'm always a little bit more androgynous i like a I always like to be covered up a little bit more, <laughs> um, or completely naked. It's a very hit or miss. My other favorite was with Alistair Mclellan. Um, I think that was for ID Magazine, and it was with this like young boxer they'd found in England, and it was like in the middle of nowhere. I'm really running from this. Crazy storm, but it was incredible. That was my one of my favorite shoots. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I mean, also Bruce Weber, who's canceled, which is sad, but he was yeah. a ma- he was he was a magic man to work with. He was like it was every it was more it, everything was theatrical. He'd take photos while you are getting your makeup done. And he'd be like, "Okay, done." Like nobody knew what was going on, mm. but I. It was like a little chaotic, but it was also like it was real. He was like wanted only he wanted the real moments. And then he wanted the really
0: still centered moments. Yeah. So there are times where he would just take pictures of everybody on set before things were ready. And then he would just be like, oh, photo shoot done. Like, we don't need any Or like, let's go have lunch. <laughs> and we were yeah. like, what? OK
1: and then you'd be eating lunch and you'd want to take a photo so you'd always have to be dressed mm. <laughs> but it's really is when cuz i it's so i mean it's similar the photographer is your director in yeah, in yeah. modeling and in, in fashion and in i guess runway the designer is your director yeah yeah and the music is your score it's like it's very similar how it goes and it's like if you can connect with the director or the photographer who's in front of you and and you have like it's like this kind of play on like what's going on with each other that's the that's what's the best thing about the modeling industry or just the fashion industry in general I think is when there's that you can tell that people were connecting and they were creating together and doing something. It's yeah. when I think when it gets when you're confused, is when you're like, nobody's connecting with anybody here and everybody's really confused. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw a photo shoot like that this, this morning. But I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna say any names again. Nope, nope. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> um and So yeah, like you were the face of Chloe um, for that campaign. And so what was it like being such, being like the face of like something as iconic as Chloe? Like, can you describe how it affected like you personally, as well as your career? It was, I mean, it was my dream. The Chloe
1: fragrance ads were Iconic to me. I was like, "This is the woman I want to be." Like they, this is like elegant but kind of tough and and like sexy. And there's that very like that French, the French woman who didn't give a fuck kind of vibe.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And I remember seeing like Chloe Sevigny and Anya Rubik, and I was like, I just want to be a. (laughs) And when I was asked, actually. I was the happiest person on planet Earth, and showed up to the shoot the next day. Accidentally putting um, bronzer on my face because I saw something in my cabinet that said "glow." And I didn't realize it was self bronzer. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I had moisturized my face so much that it didn't fucking affect my face, but my hands were like orange yeah like orange yeah and i showed up and i was like i'm really happy to be here but (laughs) um and then the the makeup artist had to like use like mustache bleach that's mm, (laughs) on my hands like bleach off my skin Oh my god. And I tried like I woke up in the morning and I was like Windexing. I was watching wild YouTube videos. I was like, oh no. But that was amazing. And that shoe was amazing. And it was with Inez and who basically started my career and who I love tremendously. And I don't know. I, I don't I I never felt like I never felt different if that makes any sense. I I've, I've always felt like my normal weird self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um there's definitely the notice of the like, oh, people know who I am or like people want I don't know. It's like people open your, the door for you and you're like, woo, party. Yeah. But, it's the, but it's such a wild experience in the modeling industry because one minute you can be like in and the next minute you're like old news. So I always have taken it with a grain of salt because also before I did Chloe, I did Paco Rabanne fragrance. Yeah. So. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> or I used to <laughs> And I love it and it is iconic, but like I remember I was like, I look like I've been electrocuted. And I remember walking around that was that was the most wild, that one. Like walking around Heathrow Airport and those giant screens and just seeing the commercial playing and me being like, (laughs) 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 like, oh my God. (laughs) People are seeing me. They do they know that I'm trying to pretend I know how to be sexy? Oh my God. They die do they know that I have no idea what I'm doing okay
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool <laughs> like so since Paco was your first like you being you were you the, you were the face of Paco I was
1: the face yeah the face of
0: the fragrance I was the face of the fragrance for Chloe
1: and the face of the fragrance for Paco yeah, yeah. Paco is my first one and I did a I remember having to do like an audition tape. And I I think one day it'll resurface. I think it's the most embarrassing thing ever on planet Earth. But I somebody had shown me like Aaron Watson's audition for the Paco fragrance. And it was she was like dancing and like really like woo. Huh? And I was like, fine. And I think they put on like Lucky Star by Madonna. And I was like, woo. And I was like, I look like a whore stripping on the floor and I was like, woo, I got this and like rolling around and like flipping up <laughs> and then they wanted me and I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> like shocked. They do. But that was fun. I did many a fragrance for them. I was painted all gold once for the men's fragrance I was they're like we're just to be all gold and I was like I feel like I'm in the paint now I'm all gold and I have no breathing room on my skin but
0: cool yeah like how do they get that off do they just I mean was I it- don't remember I
1: feel like now it's more relevant when I'm like tortured and like nothing comes off and I'm like I complain and I'm like meh. but back then I was like it's fine I'll just scrub bra on my skin we're good now I'm like, I'm 34, almost 35 years old. Like, you can't do that to me. <laughs> but then I was like, glue, it's fine, I love it. Oh, you can leave the hair extensions in me. Oh, they're tied? Great. I glue?
0: I love it. <laughs> Did you, uh, were you a fan of Chloe before you were the face? Huge fan. Of the fashion? Huge fan. How do you feel about like, like Phoebe coming back for her own brand and like to create it soon? Because I know it's, it's happening soon. I mean nothing is more exciting than Phoebe
1: coming back. Nothing. She's like I am. I. I wonder. I. I mean. I can't imagine her conforming to like what is going on in the fashion industry right now and doing any of that. Mm-hmm. She's kind of the first person to do the tennis shoe. She's the first person to do the like, like boxy shit. It's like she's been doing it before anybody else has. Yeah, and it's amazing. I still like covet my Celine by Phoebe stuff.
0: Mm, yeah. I there's like I was looking at archives that are on online there's like three now there used to just be one like old Celine oh no it's all
1: coming back also if you go to like which
0: let's put this on in
1: an interview shall we if you go to like Woodbury Commons uh-huh. and go to Celine they sometimes have back stock of all of that
0: wow you mm-hmm.
1: gotta be like do you have the Phoebe stuff? And i will be like, maybe I feel like, yeah, you do.
0: I appreciate you not gatekeeping. I <laughs> I might choose to gatekeep because I don't want all the older readers knowing this, but I appreciate you know what? it. I think you gatekeep this from the world.
1: Fine, but that's for you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's only for you. That's off
1: record only.
0: Only. I'm not even gonna like transcribe this part. I'm just gonna keep Don't moving.
1: be like, just, ooh, it went
0: ah. Yeah, I'm like, hey, this, hey, timestamp, timestamp this, remove that. That's yeah. not, don't put that in. <laughs> and yeah, so, um, and for the story that you have with us, um, for, I'm like trying to take the tears out, but for the story that you have for <laughs> us, for, um, For Prada fall winter, like, can you, like, when you first became familiar with Prada and like what Prada means to you and like, you know, those specific times that you wore Prada throughout your career on the red carpet? I think
1: I've known about Prada since I could know about what fashion was and I didn't, and I realized that Old Navy wasn't fashion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I registered that the Old Navy clothes I was put wearing and the Idaho like Crocs that are cool now
0: but not then yeah Cottage Core.
1: yeah um yeah I mean my my mom had like a Prada the nylon original bag mm-hmm. that she would carry everything in like I, I think I, I appreciated fashion from the beginning of when I was a kid. like I'd see like I'd go into my mother's closet i'd try her things on because she had like things she never wore but i'd be like "Ooh, this is nice i would play like dress up here i'll show you that that's really fun this is my childhood i was a stylist as a child that's me in my grandma's house oh my gosh so cute and a t-shirt and i would play dress up in her scarves like a crazy woman i was like give me those scarves
0: do 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 to do do, do. Mm, mm,
1: mm, 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 mm. Oh wow. Yeah. Like I was like, give me your blankets. I'm gonna make gowns out of them. Wow. And I mean just for shits and giggles. this is me and this is a performance. Look how glorious I look here. Mm,
0: Adorable. <laughs> Guys and dolls, sweetie. <laughs> was that high school or was it? That like was high school? school. Yeah.
1: I I mean, where I also, I mean, fa- I mean, fashion, I always knew what Prada was. I wouldn't say that, like, I think in high school, there was like trends of Ugg boots with mini skirts and CNC shirts going on. Um, except I really hated mini skirts. Yeah, right. but it's
0: kind of, it's all swinging around. Miu Mew Miu's doing that, the same yeah. thing. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah. we're gonna, we're just gonna take everything that we did back then since it's still applicable they're just gonna yeah be, it was them so yeah <clears throat> so but yeah.
1: Prada has always been my favorite it's always been like an icon I I, mean, I remembered it was like the only shop that my mom never wanted to go into like we I remember we went on a family trip to Italy and Prada was the only shop and that's when I learned that Prada made the best shoes mm-hmm. and then I slowly learned that they also made the best everything and then I learned it was very dangerous for my bank account <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the best nice what do you think Prada has done for people's understanding of comfort like especially with you know them having such comfortable shoes like how do you think Prada has changed the way that we think about clothing as we know it
1: I don't know does Prada change what we think about clothing as we know it? I think Prada has always been a little bit more on the masculine side even for female for women like i think that these like beautiful embroidery on a and a more like boxy fit dress has always kind of been the thing um, and they kind of did sport before sport was cool so it's been a mix of sport with like tailor tailoring um, I don't know anymore, dude. <laughs> I can't keep up with fashion. I'm like, oh, okay, oh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. Wait,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Did that answer a question? Kind of. Yeah, it did. Cause you mentioned how like they were into sportswear and also like tailoring. Like, yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's true. Also
1: like the ultimate men's suits. I feel like they always just came from like, Dior. Yeah. I also yeah. know, isn't that where they, Zara rips off their like sizing for men's suits? another one that you might not want to put in here. <laughs> <laughs> Zara right Cool. <laughs> oh
0: my God. Maybe okay. scratch that too. I'm scared. Don't put that in. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay.
1: Back to what we were talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, okay. You spoke a little bit about, like, you know, wanting to be involved in everything as a model. And, like, I wanted to mention, like, your directorial debut, day 47. That was, that you made oh. in April 2020. Was this like, because you said that, it made me think like, oh, like, this is something that like are you, you're interested in long term? Is that true? Like do you think that you would be interested in directing long term?
1: I think I would be interested in directing. I um, yeah, I definitely think I'd be interested in directing. There's a part of me that's like a little stubborn because I don't think I've done everything I want to do in acting quite yet. So I don't know if I'm ready to like turn over that leaf and kind of enter into the world of acting or directing. Mm -hmm. Um, Day 47 was really like, it was something that I needed to do. It was uh, like an ode to my father. It was, um, yeah, it was like all of my frustrations of like COVID and wanting to ignore the fact that my dad had died and then not being able to because i was in lockdown and so and then being frustrated that i couldn't work because i find acting to be my outlet of my emotions in a sense of like it's my therapy i have a therapist but it's kind of a better therapy for me um and so do I ever want to write right now? No. Like that was something so specific. So it kind of was like, okay, I can do that. But people were like, okay, just go make a feature now. And I'm like, by them. Um... Yeah. I'm also the worst storyteller ever. Like the worst. It starts with the climax and then it just kind of fizzles down. And it burns, and people sit there, and they're like, "Is that the end of your story, ma'am?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> we're done. Fine. It's indie. Yeah, it's indie. Um, yeah, but I do want to direct. Yeah, at some point, maybe not my own work again, but I would definitely have a a say, an opinion, because now that we've established my, I'm opinionated."
0: yeah um how do you think it's going to has you as a director and putting that project out do you think it's going to inform anything else that you decide to work in as an actress do i think it's it's what it's it's do you think it's going to inform anything that you work in as an actress do you see direct do you see acting differently now that you've directed
1: no. No, I see. It's the same for me. I I feel like I feel like I would be a good director because I I've acted and I know how that works. But I I think that in terms of in terms of acting, like it it's all depends on if it's a good script and you work well with the director who you're working with. Um. Cause the, the whole thing of making films or television, stuff like that is a very, like, it's a team experience. If, if like part of the team falls down then the whole rest of the whole experience just crashes and burns. Like, I think that I, I just did a movie in New York that we were filming and it was, it was an indie film but it, it was quite a big project. And you just have to make sure the engine is like fine tuned for everybody to run smoothly and stuff like that. And it was very relevant in this. It was like, everybody's working together to make everything happen. It's like, and the director was amazing. And as long as there was a dialogue, I guess, cause if like in terms of day 47, it was like, it was me. So that was it. Mm-hmm. I kind of had free will and I also like tricked my friends into letting me call them or told them after I would called them that they were being filmed <laughs> oh
0: and then asked
1: I asked I permission oh, sure. I asked for permission but I was like hey except for my one friend Curtis who played like the boyfriend I was like hey I'm gonna call you to talk dirty to me or just like be my boyfriend what are you wearing and I'm an awkward fool so I was like I'm nothing Ha! Huh? Yeah. um yeah and it was shot in my house so
0: nice what is currently inspiring you in film and entertainment right now um
1: god I just finished watching I binge watched *Kill Eve that was very inspiring fuck it's good Um, I watch a lot of, I I really enjoy watching new things that have come out and then also like watching films, older films, just as kind of a reminder of what things were, I don't know what is inspiring me. I'm trying to think of what did I, what have I seen recently that really inspired me? I was, oh, I, when I was actually weirdly licorice pizza, really ignited something that I was like, this is wild. I need to make movies.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I thought it was such a great film. And then also come on, come on. Mm. That was amazing. I think that there was, that was so real and honest. And there was something that brought me back to when I did that movie starlet of like, of, of having to be so raw that, that for me, I think was a really inspiring film to watch. Also Top Gun was inspiring. I don't know. I watched a lot of weird things. I also just watched in chronological order, all of Star Wars, and it was never been more thrilled in my whole entire life.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And walked
1: out of there and was like, how do I get in there? Who's going to put me in Star Wars?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All great films. Um, I've heard really good about Licorice Pizza specifically. So I'll have to check. Oh, it's so great. It was also really beautiful to see. um,
1: uh, What is his name? Uh, Uh... Complete brain fart. Hoffman. Phil. Um, Seymour? Philip uh, Seymour? Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son acted in that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like I watched um, Severance, which is Ben Stiller's show mm-hmm. that he directed, and that was incredible. It's interesting to see like what I attract myself to now, these days. Like there's definitely a part of me that wants the really happy, fun film. And then there's also like the emotional cutter inside of me who wants like the really raw and dirty film that's really emotional.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I like, for me, I need support when I watch like the raw and dirty ones. Like I can't like watch it by myself.
1: Yeah. yeah I think it depends I like yeah sometimes those need to be saved for like an airplane so you're like hugged by your seat and a stewardess who might be able to bring you a beverage of comfort yeah (laughs) (laughs) please get bring a beverage of comfort
0: yeah What about, like, your peers, mentors, um, any people, or any people, like, that are coming after you that you're really excited, like, to see? Are, is anyone inspiring there that you are, like, really interested to see how their career develops?
1: Let me think. Actually, I really like Daisy, what's her name? Daisy who's also in, like, Where the Crawdads Sing. She was in, I'm gonna look her up right now. Daisy. Edgar Jones. Her face looks really familiar. She was in Normal People. Did you see the
0: show on Hulu? I, wait. I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the ad for this, but I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. It's so great.
1: She's great. She was also in this movie, Fresh, that is, I don't like horror films at all, but it's considered a horror, but it's very stylized and I really liked it. Um, With, uh, come on, Stan, I'm just gonna stop talking because this is gonna be great. Sebastian Stan. Dude, I is also like one of my favorite people to watch right now. Nice, nice. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm like I'm trying to think of like who, whose career I would like to see where Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, his career blossoms into. I always find it interesting to see like the kind of kids. And if, if they turn into like, if they can like blossom into themselves in as they get older.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah. And uh, you're an art stan as well. You love art and you like took a lot of time, I think during college to like get into it. Um, that was my sister. Your sister?
1: Yeah. My sister's a wildly amazing artist,
0: yeah, but I thought you like got uh, you had you started gaining an eye for the arts uh, during college. Or is that not true? No, I would
1: have I didn't go to college
0: Oh, I'm so Langley
1: surprised. Langley went to college. It's fine. It's oh. not my most prized. Like, oh, I didn't go to college. That's cool. But I, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but do you have a thing for
0: art at all?
1: I love art. I love like theater. I love, I appreciate art. I don't know anything about art. Gotcha. But I love, I love, I, I have a couple of friends who are painters and they're like, do you like this? And I was like, I don't know anything about, it. I just know what I would like and what i would enjoy looking or living with yeah um in a, in a weird sense like art to me is it's it's another it just makes you if it can make you feel something then i think it's good art for sure yeah Did that's you- it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Moving
0: on. Yeah. College days. Yeah. Um, And did, but you didn't like bond with your sister over it or anything? No, I more fought over it because I was considered myself the artist as
1: a kid. And then she became better than me. And then I got, to, uh, I got upset. I was like, she stole it from me. <laughs> but now I'm like, I could never do what she does. I mean, my sister is an insane artist, insane. Yeah. Like meticulous illustrator, taught herself to oil paint or taught. She learned how to oil paint, but she went to Otis. Then she went to Parsons and she was doing fashion design at Parsons. And they were like, we can't teach you anything. And so she left. Did they- she, was,
0: like, she was too good. Too good? Wow.
1: Yeah. She's so meticulous. It's wild. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. She's brilliant. Now is doing these stunning, giant oil paintings. It's something I wish I could do, but I think I shied away to, from it because she was so good that I I'm now. it's like a scary thing to like try and do. I also don't like to compete with anybody Unless I know I'm better than them, so <laughs> there's that. yeah. I feel yeah, like that. yeah, but she's incredible. would be a nice outlet though.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, also you when you were younger, you were like making gowns out of blankets. So like, I mean, I would I've always wanted to have like a
1: clothing line but i just don't know what it would be right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you who would your inspirations be for it? In terms that? of clothing
1: line? Of of like my ins- inspirations
0: for clothes? Yeah, like if you were to have a clothing line like what would what would the vibe of the clothing be?
1: Would you very something? like
0: Catherine Hepburn Mm,
1: classic Catherine Hepburn like 70s like Lauren Hutton kind of like dress but not too like
0: yeah
1: less is less is more
0: for sure for sure yeah and yeah so also you love vintage cars right yeah yeah. yeah and so like can you kind of walk me through how you started to love them and like you know what you like about them and like kind of like break down for someone because I do not like really know much besides like my dad's like Mercedes that was it was not vintage at the time it was it's now it's just old but like now it's just old. <laughs> well,
1: I have a vintage Mercedes named Ethel mm-hmm. um I don't know I grew up watching Turner classic movies and everybody drove cool cars and one of my favorite films is to catch a thief and she's driving that insane car over like the cliff sides in Cannes and I was like I've always just thought that that vintage cars are so much sexier than new ones yeah yeah don't get me wrong they break down a lot and it's but like they're beautiful right and I guess if you like I'm not really portraying somebody who's like well-dressed today but like it's like you dress up you want I like everything to kind of fit and give you some form of attitude and like I get into Ethel and I feel like a cool kind of badass and then I have an old Range Rover. Where I feel like I might just eat you alive on the car because it's so hot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run you over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I go into the mountains. <laughs> I safari. <It's> great. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like everything looks, everything's too new. And 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 it's sad to me. It's like we are in in a place where where we just continue making new 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 and where it if it were just a little bit less expensive to convert old cars into electric cars and so we weren't continually just like these new cars fall apart my mercedes has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles on it and it still goes mm-hmm. And it's like new cars, they break down. They're just manufactured so quickly that I think that they like, they're not built to last
0: anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like the vibe of like slow life, like just returning to what already works and like sticking with what already works instead of like trying to pursue constantly like the newest thing.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. I got, because of my dad's last request was like, can you please get a car that works that will like drive you to and fro somewhere? You don't have to, he-. like I have to heat up. I have a, it's a diesel, my Mercedes. I have to heat the coals to get it started <laughs> working. So if I'm late, I'm like, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like waiting. I'm like pressing on the gas, like heat up. Time to go. Good morning, Angel. Yeah. Um. Gotcha. So now I have I've leased uh, I've leased an Audi because I grew up with Audis so in my mind they're like the car to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would never buy a new car because I don't think they go up in value and I just think I don't I don't want to look normal ever. <laughs> and somebody the other day was like, "Oh my God, did you get a new car?" A director i've worked with and i was like yeah and i was like what do you think she's like i don't know you look kind of like everybody else and i was like oh <laughs> literally the worst thing you could say to me yeah
0: that's what's what a comment yeah oh that's sour <sighs> what are you drinking is it like lemon juice or something it's
1: spirulina lemonade
0: oh not the spirulina Really I, <laughs> I tried that once and I was like, not for me. And well, I, I grew, grew up with a bunch like of it. The, no, the weirdest thing. Now you I mean, love it. I have a bunch of it. It's just in my cabinet. And I oh, because you tried it and you were like, wait, why did I buy this? <laughs>
1: um, do you get used I, to it or? I mean, if you put it in lemonade, you don't even try. You can't taste it. Okay. And take water lemon spirulina and i like either a honey or agave or a stevia okay and then done sold All right um it's in i don't know i i mean i also weirdly like weird flavors so but this isn't weird this actually just tastes like lemonade it's just the blueness throws you off. Sure <laughs> but I think you should take this with you to Woodbury commons.
0: and Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wink, wink. And do that. And so what do you think, just speaking about like, living and, you know, just experiencing life, like, what impact has traveling had on you? Because I know that like you like to you know go here and there and like travel a bunch. Like, was it painful to not be able to do that in the midst of the pandemic? And like, how do you see traveling now?
1: So wild. I think that I needed to not travel during the pandemic, and it was like I definitely missed it. Mm-hmm. But the part that I love about traveling is the people and like the in, in, in different environments and like, um, I think that traveling now is like, it's, it's wild. Like I've, I've never experienced jet lag until these past couple of years. I mean, the minute I could travel, I was traveling. Yeah but it just hit me and I'm so sensitive. I'm like sensitive to like too many people or like how much energy I give to like in one week whereas before I was so good at like bouncing around like a metrodome. I was like, bing, bing, bing. Um, Yeah, I don't, I I don't know. It's, it's different now. I think it's a little bit, it feels more sacred. I was just in, in Paris where I shot for Oda. Is it Oda? Is it Oda? Mm O-D-D-A. It's Oda, right? Is it pronounced Oda?
0: Yeah. Good. It's like basically what it was supposed to be was like an ode to like, you know, everyone. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Ode too. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, I was in Paris. I came back. I had to go to a wedding and then I went to Greece and Venice and I got back here and was like, I'm gonna die. (laughs) I'm tired. Yeah. (laughs) And then decided to stop drinking for all of August. And I also quit jeweling, which is a very
0: big deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wild. Um, what else? and I don't know it's just different it's like traveling I love so much and it is such a sacred thing and but I'm I think that I become like I crave like a feeling of home so I think for me like staying in a hotel when traveling now isn't as exciting to me as it is like stay in a place that has a kitchen where I feel like I can like have my own space and like
0: decompress
1: I feel like I need a lot more decompression time now
0: yeah for sure a lot more recovery time yeah 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 and do you feel like at this point in your life that you're you're super like independent and like really focused on like you know just being on your own or do you feel like you're more like more about togetherness and collaboration and like working with others and stuff like that think
1: I'm definitely more collaborative I think I used to be a lot more independent yeah I think as I get older I want I'm I don't think I need I can only I don't think that there's that sense of only being able being able to do things if it's on my own mm. um no I like collaborating I think there's a beauty in being able to do that well yeah
0: yeah and what about love in a way that like you feel comfortable talking about it do you feel like it's important to you do you value it um love between like your partner love between like your friends and family how do you think that's impacted you in your life
1: I think love has been the most important thing for me um my whole life I think that is the drive of everything I do. Everything. Um, yeah, I think there's there's like a beauty between like the person you live with and the the love that you share that's very different from anybody else in terms of that person sees every inch and out of every like everything. The The beauty the things you don't want other people to see the like um there's also and and yeah friendships as well there's like it's the trust and it's the safety I think but I think that um love is true and it's it's non-judgmental and there, I think that's really what attracts me to love so much.
0: Yeah. How do you, I guess what I'm asking is like, how do you feel when you get it? Like, what is that? Like, do you have like a visceral response to like receiving it? Like. Do you feel like overjoyed? Do you feel more calm? Do you feel? I I mean, I've definitely
1: been the person in the past who's better at giving than receiving. I think there's like, there's been like the fear in the past of like, oh, if I receive then it'll be taken away. Um, but I don't know, when I receive love now, I, there's something like, there's, there's an overwhelmed feeling of it where you're like, oh, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Almost like, I don't believe you. There's like part of me that wants to test it. Like, is this real? Um, yeah. But I don't know. I think that I've gotten to the point where I don't need to test it anymore yes. where I can just l- let it in, let it be. And I think that also there's like, i think the protection level of like testing is more so like the fear of of never feeling it again
0: mm, that's interesting yeah i'm going to take that with me yeah um i but i will let the readers have it i'm not going to get keep that one okay fine <laughs> damn it
1: <laughs> you're just gonna you're gonna let only the readers have this. Like, do, 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 do. Yeah. this is what Trinity did her whole interview. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay, a few more questions. I just want to check in on time because I know we're a little bit over. Um, do you have like another fifteen more minutes? I have fifteen. Yeah. yeah thank you um okay going back to like your personal style um it comes off very like you said like very clean calm um not all I wish that I really had dressed better for this occasion today sorry guys but it's also very you at the same time you know I mean, what I mean? it's I don't normally like do taped
1: interviews and in said ensemble but it's fine. Um, what about my style? It is, it's, I feel like my style has kind of evolved as I've gotten older in a sense. And I, I remember getting really frustrated when I was younger when people would have this idea that I was like rock and roll and leather wearing. And I'd show up on sets and they were like, we picked this just for you. And it's so you. like what and it was like leather jackets and like like i like black but it has to be like this nice cozy soft fabric of black (laughs) like i'm very much like a cat who wants to like crawl into like something that is cozy and comfortable and not too like finicky um so like, I, I think i always, I mean, what stayed the same always is that I've always been very attracted to men's style, which is very much influenced my own.
0: How do you think your personal taste has affected how you see life in general? Oh, I don't know. Does that
1: mean like me being judgmental and be like, what are they wearing? um I think it's definitely affected like how I like to live and how I like a space and what I consider comfortable and or not um but I don't know I mean I definitely like beauty so Maybe that keeps my eyes open to the beauty in the world. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see it just in, like, your choice of, like, what you drive. And yeah, it is. It's true.
1: Um, I really like flowers in the house.
0: Yeah.
1: Wild flowers. And, like, manicured
0: I'm not I'm not very manicured just like yeah just like super calm but like also together Mm -hmm. yeah like when you were telling your friend like chill like are you gonna are you gonna buy the renovations for me like (laughs) like okay like cool thank you so much but
1: um this is this is what I have Although so. now I regret, he was like, you're going to redo the kitchen, right? And now part of me is like, you should have just redone the kitchen.
0: Then. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, like, you had a buzz cut a few years ago. How did that affect you and how you see beauty? It was wild. I think it
1: wasn't about, I. I mean, I definitely... It was wild. My hair has always been my femininity in a sense. And then when I had a buzz cut, I was like, oh, okay. But it was interesting because I definitely think I became less quiet and I became more of like an outgoing person. And I don't know if that stemmed from like insecurity of like, okay, I'm fine, um, or or like, so I don't. I I think it was some form of putting on some show of like, <laughs> um. It was really interesting though because the women were a lot nicer to me with the buzz cut. Really. And I've always, yeah, What's so that- nice to me. And it's funny because I never, I didn't have, I've never had a lot of female friends until like the past couple of years, and it kind of started with the buzz cut mm-hmm. because I always thought that I, I've, and it probably has to do with like growing up as a kid and and having like girls being jealous of me in some way for being like tall and skinny and not trying or yeah. but I never like liked the competition so I was always like oh women just search hard <laughs> and 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 I've learned how important in the past couple of years which I'm so fucking thankful it it is to have females and in, in as a female in our lives
0: yeah
1: because in a sense, men will never understand. But I used to like to play the naive part of like, no, my guy friends don't like me. Mm-mm. No, no. Mm. <laughs> like normally. Yeah. Maybe not the truth. But yeah. Yeah. I'm but like- the best thing, it was it was wild. I actually really liked it. I did I never felt like it was cool enough to have it. Cause I would in my in my true self, I feel like a nerd who like plays parts every day and dresses up to play a part. And I, f- I'm like in my in my heart of hearts, I'm like a complete goofball who likes nice clothes. But like with a buzz cut, I couldn't wear the outfits I wear today, and people kept being like, "You should just wear dresses," especially when it was growing out and it hit like the like Edie Sedgwick stage
0: yeah
1: just put on a dress and I was like I am not that personality yeah like, like if you make me look see, I feel like I'm five <laughs> I'm like my sh- no <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like like a five nine girl wearing like a mini dress and like little ballet flats like doesn't look as good as it does on like a five seven or five six girl in my head, whereas there are plenty of girls who wear that, who are taller than me and they look adorable and cute, but I'm like, I'm too much, I'm like a tomboy from the get-go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like that's what happened. Like I cut my hair cause I wanted to go natural. Yeah. Stopped, like getting like, like treatments done. Like I think it was 2014, um, 2015 and people are always saying like oh like wear earrings like get more piercings and da 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 do this and that you know you have to jewel yourself up and I'm like but that's not me though (laughs) like I would like play this part and you're like okay yeah and I'm like uh like like so like it it does get kind of like exhausting after a while it's
1: exhausting and people like it must be so liberating the amount of times I've heard liberating I was like maybe for some women it is super liberating. It was not liberating for me. It was like, I did it for a movie role. When the movie ended, I continued doing it. I was so proud of myself because I think it's the scariest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I I did it, but I was like,
0: That's it.
1: Never again, unless I do a movie and they pay me a lot of money and then I'll totally buzz my head again.
0: Yeah yeah like it's it's different when better high budget yeah Yeah. (laughs) wig budget and like yeah like I think it's I I don't know how to explain it but it's like when you want when you like dream of people in buzz cuts and like it's on your Pinterest board like that's one thing but if you have a specific purpose and you're like I'm just doing it for this one thing and like for me it was just like I just need to go natural so yeah I'm gonna cut all my hair off because like my hair's like that's how much natural this is on my hair um but when you do it for that and you're like that's it you're just kind of like okay I'm just gonna wait this out like you know yeah, I wasn't like oh, okay, what's wrong. Like it's not, it's weird what we the personalities that we attach to people's hairstyles. Sometimes I think
1: no, it's wild. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I also got really offended when I had some of my girlfriends be like, "You don't grow your hair out. This is so much more fitting to your personality." And I was like, "Why?" I was like, "Can't I be pretty and have a wild, fantastic, bubbly personality?" Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ah. I don't get that. Um, yeah. And then, I don't know. There's a lot that came with it. they were like, oh yeah, like it totally fits your face. Like,
1: No, I feel like it's just lying. Lying yeah, like- <laughs> And I'm just <laughs> mad. I want somebody to like know what I'm feeling and everything I'm thinking where I was like, I look like a little boy. I fully look like a little boy right now. I'm like, I look like a prepubescent child. And nobody's telling me and because they want to appease me. And I'd rather somebody <laughs> come and be like, you look like a little boy. And I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> I
0: love you. It's like uh, all those little interactions where you're just like, mm, okay, so I'm just going to do this for like the sake of like social, like, just because it's not like that big of a deal. But it's just like, yeah, wishing that you could have somebody to talk to about it for yeah, sure. thank you
1: anybody just but also i don't want like i like i hate also i hate it like i'm we're hormonal women who like feel bloated and i'm like mm, i feel disgusting and i think sometimes it can feel noticeable and people are they're like no you're so you've never look better i'm like yeah <laughs> really
0: are you sure lies never never because
1: I, like, I swear those pants fit last week and now i'm scared grounding into them but thank you
0: for yeah, like, come on bring some more that's authentic, authentic, authenticity into it but yeah yeah but um, <laughs> and okay so some questions about like just the state of the world and like the mm-hmm. past years, i know um but how do you think like people both fundamentally and behavior wise have like changed over the past 10 years like do you have any other pet peeves (laughs) like in the past decades where you're like this wasn't a thing before um i mean
1: i think that social media and the speed of which everything is going these days is wild and I partake in it and I'm fully addicted to it, but I, do I wish that it would burn and die tomorrow and we never had it again? 1000%. Mm. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like because of, because of like, like I got 10 years ago, Instagram was alive. That was there, it came right?
0: out. It came out like oh eight oh nine, So it was very much like a 2010s thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember when it came out and it was like, oh, this is me. And I, I actually really liked it when it first came out because I was like, oh, this is how going back to like people being like, this is so you, and this is how you dress. And like people thinking by seeing in editorials or me going to parties and being dressed in a way was who I am. Or like thinking I was some like crazy, like I heard a story of like an editor hearing, thinking I was like Kate Moss in terms of like during her party party days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not that way. I'm being like devastated by it. Yeah. And then calling my agents and being like, I can't go out ever again. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't want to take that on. That's a lot to take on. Um, All from them but seeing but- photo shoots. Just like, or like going, like when I first started modeling, it was like going to all different parties and things like that. And like Vogue inviting me to certain things and like da, 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 and me just like going and thinking that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that because I'm, I'm a really, I'm really good at like entering a party and like looking like I've been there for a really long time and like, like leaving like, <laughs> quietly like i and it's a i master it like i will go in i'm like Woo, how are you did it i'll hit the dance floor i'll dance like a crazy person for 30 minutes and people are like whoa she's wild and i will literally sneak out and i will have been there all of, of 45 minutes Wow! <laughs> and i'm great at it because at heart i'm a grandma and i want to be in bed yeah real early but I thought but I thought Instagram for me was like the way of showing who I was and like getting to getting to show people actually who I was and not who they thought I was mm. and and now it's become very it's like it's such a money- making thing yeah and it's like in terms of like contracts and it's great I think it's probably... It's great, but then it's also like I think that the internet has become so like the reach for kids now in some way. It's like that's all they want to do. They just want to be on the internet and make money from doing that.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, are we going to have doctors anymore?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that still a dream? I'm hoping. I haven't, I haven't talked to a kid in a, in a while. I don't know. I
1: mean, can we go interview kids? You should watch Come On, Come On. It's all about kids. It's so cute. What? It? Come on, come on.
0: Oh, it's, come on, come on. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it, but you mentioned it, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal.
1: Joaquin Phoenix. um, And he plays like the uncle and takes care of this kid, but he's also doing this like NPR thing where he interviews kids around the, around the country. And it's so cute. It's so, it's like, it's, like, happy, it's sad, it's all feelings, and it's great. Love that.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, it, social media, it, just the pace of everything just makes me sad. And I think that it's also made, like, in terms of the fashion industry, there's, like, too many collections. There's, It, it can't even keep up anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I feel bad because I feel like it's, like, a lot of pressure to ask people to, like, create multiple collections just like that all the time because I feel like you would need inspiration but I guess it helps having teams
0: yeah um I've actually been um there's this podcast that you should listen to called The Cutting Room Floor if you haven't heard of it already
1: The Cutting Room Floor
0: yeah The Cutting Room Floor okay. by um, Rachel Almondi she's a designer herself and she um talks to like her peers in the fashion industry it's very much like like there's nothing gate kept. It's very much like okay. raw and uncut, um, and how designers are. Wait, like,
1: tell me again. I'm putting this in. I'm writing it down.
0: The cutting room floor. The, oh, I've heard about this.
1: Yeah. Is it on like podcast
0: or is it on? Um, yeah. So um, Spotify. It's on. So she had seasons one to, four, uh three on Spotify, but now she has she has the rest of it on Patreon and it's for 5 bucks a month. So, yeah, I was on what? Patreon? I don't even know what that is. Patreon, it's like this it's like kind of like you know how writers are creating their own newsletters now? Yeah. It's kind of like a platform for them to do that. It's like a Substack, except it's different forms of media. It's not just writing. So like for her, she'll have her podcast on there and like you know, she'll have little blog posts here and there, but it's mostly just podcasts. But other people on Patreon have, like, made it, like, their second YouTube um, as to where, like, they can have subscribers actively pay for their content um, because of, you know, YouTube's algorithm is different now. Like, it's really hard to make money. So, like, they're just looking for different revenue streams. Okay. So, yeah. But, yeah, so um, it's great. Like, I highly recommend it. There are some really good um, interviews I on that yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. And she's interviewed Mickey Drexler. She's interviewed- uh, I know Mickey Drexler, I love him. Yeah, um, the director, I'm sorry, there's so much noise outside. It's like the city, but- It's fine, I love the city, I miss it, bring it here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have like my neighbor's kids like playing basketball outside. Not right now, but they do. And I'm like, woo, noise. But I really just want somebody yelling something.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna listen to this. You should. Um, oh, it's for grabs, James
1: James Scully. Mhm. Mhm. I love James. Oh fun, Mara Hoffman. Yeah. It's
0: a lot of good stuff on there. Um, fun. But I am. I'm not remembering why I brought this up. I'm so sorry. Um. Because oh, we were collecting. Like, what? Oh, yeah um yeah so I've been listening to that and also just, just seeing documentaries like I just watched Alexander McQueen's documentary that's on Hulu and he was just also talking is that about a new one it came out 2018 so it's not oh I saw cool. it yeah, yeah 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 Yeah. so like even just hearing from designers themselves about how stressful things can be I'm like this isn't really sus-. and also like climate change and how much the fashion industry um contributes waste to it it's just like I don't know how sustainable this is um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, I don't even know how designers do it anymore and how like they're continuously being asked to keep doing it. It's
1: So point. much. I also can't keep up. I also really am not into the like wild cropped. I'm not into the 2000s coming back. Yeah. I didn't love it. I mean, I remember the 2000s. I remember like Frankie V jeans being like really low cut and my vagina hair coming out. Even yeah. Like, uh, yeah bloomer um but like it's fine and I, I, I but what I do like in terms is the from Gen Z is the body positivity that is so much in their culture that was so much not in mine growing up at all yeah and I think that's really cool like they don't give a fuck they will wear the crop top and they can be a big girl or not. It doesn't make a, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. And I think that's so cool. And I think that that also shows that it's not about somebody's body size. It's really about how you hold yourself and your confidence.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love just seeing people because there's so much that we, we can just let go of, like, we don't have to subscribe to when it comes to yeah. and beauty. And I just love how, like, literally, like, with TikTok, because of, like, the way that it's structured and all the micro trends that are popping up and stuff, like the way that, you know, a lot of publications themselves can't even keep up because they're, like, keep writing about the TikTok trends and stuff. I love it because it feels like there's always, like, one corner of the internet that's, like, letting go of, like, one aspect of, you know, beauty standard that doesn't need to exist. So, yeah. I do. I can't, I can't get on board with the TikTok thing. I'm still confused by it. I'm on like once a month. That's it. I'm like. I've, I've watched it like twice, but I'm like. Ah. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. I'm like, I, I don't need another app that's going to be another addiction for me. For sure. For sure. That's how I feel too. I have like my, the Instagram, my astrology apps that I read every month <laughs> and the daily mail
0: fine yeah, yeah. There you Go. yeah do you use like co-star in the pattern i use co-star
1: i use the pattern but i use chani which is my favorite now chani, C-H-A-N-I. It is yeah chani
0: interesting i'm seeing it's, this person chani nicholas come up is that the chani same nicholas song? yeah But it's
1: like every day they give you like this kind of stuff. And then you can go into your transits and they'll read all about how long those are lasting and blah, blah, blah. And then it gives like cute emojis of your day. Like today I'm apparently have FOMO.
0: Oh, that's cute.
1: And tomorrow's big love. And oh, no, today's bossy or bossy. Boss or bossy? Maybe both. Hmm. What do we think? Two days ago was FOMO, and then we have a new moon on, or yeah, new moon on Thursday. Nice, but I love it. I'm obsessed with astrology. I'm not even sure if it's I. It's not like religious. I, I'm not like this is the way, but I am. <laughs> but I'm like, oh my god, I'm hormone. I feel wild. I feel bloated. There's a full moon. There must be yeah train, you're out of fucking control i have no idea what's going on with you and i'm like yeah i was like nick there's a new moon and retrograde. this is in retrograde yeah and it's all falling apart and this is why bear our dog is being weird and he's like okay me too it's like all right yeah
0: yeah that's my yeah. I'm like i'm like yeah i'm like not super deep into it but i do love like participating in astrology culture space. Be- fun so, yeah i'll have to check that yeah. out yeah um and as for like what what would you want to see happen within the 2020s if you had to choose one special thing to happen like over the next decade what would it be
1: Mm. I need like politics to take a fucking rest like, all this, like, psych- everything's, like, so black and white and extreme right now. It's wild. <laughs> um,
0: I think, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. And what was your reaction to Roe v. Wade? And, like, if you could offer women any advice? For now, what's the, I mean move to a state that you can have your own choice. Yeah.
1: I guess like it's so devastating. It's really sad that like we live in a world where we don't have freedom of our own bodies and our own choices. And it's just, it's sad. It's really sad. But luckily there's still places you can live in America where you still can have that choice. Yeah.
0: Do you, um, what about Europe's gas crisis and how it affects our society globally?
1: Well, I have a car. It's, I mean, it's wild.
0: Yeah. It's, it's
1: out of control. Flying, flying to like, It takes away the freedom for travel. Like, I I mean, because it's so expensive. It's flights are expensive. Gas is out like astronomically wild right now to fill up my car, which would normally cost like, I mean, it's a lot of money, like $80. For a premium gas tank. Um yeah. costs like $150 right now. It's wild.
0: Oh, that's that's it's
1: expensive. wild. I just I think it's I mean, it definitely I've always been the person who's like waited around to see what the electric car is gonna do because there's a I have a weird feeling that like something bad is going to happen to the environment also with electric Mm. using the Mm. electricity like I'm like this also this can't be more beneficial for the environment and then it was I was really pissed off to hear that like when Tesla came out like to like if you broke your Tesla they had to just it was like cheaper to just replace it with a new one and the parts weren't biodegradable so they would just but they couldn't be remade and I was like mm. oh so- I, think that, I think that's changed over now but I was like I don't know I think there needs to be more efficient way but also like since COVID we were like down the whole the whole land of it's funny I'm really I don't talk about like any of my opinions on all of this on on social media because I just don't want to get involved in the chatter of anything ever
0: yeah here i go i'm
1: just blubbering out but like in in terms of like the environment and stuff like that that's where my heart is the most Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and we went down the path pre-pandemic of like no straws and no plastic cups and stuff like that which is hard it's hard Yeah. but like i felt like we all kind of started to get on board And now it's like the complete opposite We're like, sorry, you can't have your own cup in here. And I understand it's a pandemic. Like
0: yeah, hygiene. can't be having
1: your like, yeah, your germs on everything in the public space. But like, it's just like, when do we get back to a balance? Also in California, like the recycling guy the other day was like, yeah, your recycling is not actually being recycled. So I'm like, where is it going?
0: yeah
1: yeah it's just all frightening it's like we do what we can but then it's like there needs to be more that is put into place where it's like we're doing our part other people have to be doing their part in terms of like government and stuff like that for sure i think instead of like making laws where women can't have abortions let's figure out how the world doesn't like
0: destroy itself yeah 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 um I feel the exact same way. And the biggest thing I found like mid-pandemic was when um the hygiene thing, like you know, people just needing to find new masks to use because of you know having to protect themselves and stuff, but like no one, I felt like no one was talking about how much it's gonna affect the environment at all.
1: Well, environmentally it's fucked. It's like Yeah. Yeah. It's just more paper use, more plastic use, more, 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 more of everything. And it's, it's frankly a little frightening because we're going to look back and see, I mean, somebody is going to do some kind of documentary where they're like pre-pandemic and then after, and like the wildness that's happened. Yeah. And we're not even, we're not even like Post pandemic. I mean, some people are like during I we're not. It's still fucking happening right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I still haven't gotten it, knock on wood.
0: Lucky. Oh, you are like there's something in immune system that is just like advocating for you.
1: Oh no, fully on Nick when he had it and he was like fevering and I was kind of an asshole to him earlier because I thought he was just hungover I was like shut up you're just hungover like, no, I'm like freezing and we're in the Bahamas and I was like oh right so and I'm like, "I'm sorry and I'm like laying on him and he's sweating profusely and he's like I don't think it's COVID and I was like no and then the doctor comes and they're like it's a thousand percent COVID it's a very COVID-y he's very contagious <laughs> And then they looked at me and they're like, you're a thousand percent going to get it. And I was like, okay. But, and then I like was like, love you, goodbye. And like put on a mask. <laughs> I'm gonna move rooms now. Um, and like, was like, not, no. And then kind of like danced around the area, like terrified that people were gonna be like, oh, she's gonna, she has COVID. So I was like, I can't really be near people. And then I never got it. Wow. Oh. And I've had like multiple times of that happening, which is yeah, maybe I have like the people that you can study me in a lab.
0: <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, because like the way that I was ducking and diving away from COVID, like I literally, there's one day where like just for no reason, like I think the cases were rising up in the city it was around December to January like Christmas New Year's time I didn't leave Um, my um, house last year last year yeah yeah one I didn't leave my house because I was just like what was it called Omicron Omicron was coming and so I was like well I guess I'm just not leaving and I, I had no reason to leave like I was like I'm just gonna stay here so it was like straight like 14 days of me not going anywhere and like I went outside. Uh, you
1: quarantined when you
0: didn't have to quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to, but I was like, I'm not <laughs> going anywhere. And um, I remember it was like January thirteenth, and um, I went to the grocery store because I was I needed groceries. And I came back, and I, and two days later. I got, like, I started having symptoms. I was like, did somebody, like, spit on my eye or something? Like, what? No. Like, I had a mask and stuff, but I still, like, I avoided it so much, and I, like, still got it. It was. See, like, I, like,
1: I, I was also, like, right before filming this movie in New York, my best friend got it, and we had dinner outside. And I'm, like, a full hugger. Like, I will meet you. You're a stranger, and I'm coming in for a hug. And most people are really uncomfortable. I've had people who are like in the entertainment industry who don't want a hunk from said me who get one and they're like a little bit like oh my god <laughs> like ah, I'm coming um and she got it and literally I was freaking the fuck out I'm like no 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 and also another asshole move she was like I have COVID, and I was like no fuck you <laughs> More so of like, I need to, but I was like, I need to go on, on set and film and like, what is going to happen? It's not like I'm the lead in this film. They're not going to like hold filming for moi. I was like, no. I didn't get it though. I was really proud of myself, but I like Omicron. I'm sure I was going to get, I like went to a Knicks game. I'm in. 2022 January when everybody was getting it I was like with one of my best friends and like for a part of the time was like I'm just gonna wear a mask and then part of it I was like fuck it I'm not wearing a mask right now and then I'm very confused of my values of like mask wearing or not
0: (laughs) it's tiring like we've done it for two years straight like I completely understand that's how I felt too like after I got it I was like well girl
1: you're like I'm gonna YOLO
0: right now yeah
1: (laughs) I'm gonna fucking lick the sidewalk yeah (laughs) that's what Nick was like he's like I literally feel like I could lick a pole right now and just like get up on everything and I'm fine yeah (laughs) great
0: yeah so it's actually super surprising that you haven't got like I haven't met someone who hasn't gotten it yet like well it's also I'm I'm like convinced it's out to get me it's why I have the cue I'm like convinced
1: (laughs) I have a sniffle I sneeze I'm like a PCR test is jammed up my
0: nose. And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they might have to actually like case study you for
1: Yeah, it's fine. I'm ready to be um, looked out and examined.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last question. Um, yeah. What is next for you in both life and career?
1: Um, <laughs> in life, I would like to have a family. <laughs> so I would like to have the children's. We'll see when that happens, but I really want that. I've always wanted that. And and I don't think I'd be too bad of a parent. You know, I have a feeling that my kids will cuss far too early on in their life, but I think that's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then... Inter- I just want to make movies. I love it more than anything. Nothing makes me happier than being on a film set. Mm. So I want more of that and I want a family and just, yeah. That's awesome. And I'm really lucky because my fiance's Italian. So I want Italian family,
0: nice. <laughs> <laughs> all of the pasta, all of it. Yeah. Yes, Ugh. I'm craving right now actually.
1: Yeah. My favorite Italian restaurant is in New York City. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Mallaparte. parte,
0: Mal parte.
1: Um, It's in the West Village. It's cheap as fuck. It's so, but it's good. And it's like Italians running around, which you want. Yeah. But it's not fussy Italian. There's no like, it's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I'm not,
1: what house it
0: called? I'm not finding it.
1: Malaparte, M-A-L-A-P-A-R-T-E. It's all one. Oh, I see. It, I see. I see it.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So. On um, Beth- Bethune in Washington.
0: Where are you? I'm in uh, East Harlem. So oh, cool. All the way up. Yeah. So, like, next time I'm around, which I, co- I go downtown pretty often, so. Yeah. Well,
1: hopefully I'll be in town next time you're around, but pro- hopefully you go down pre-then. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-me being back. You stay up there until I come into town. Thank yeah.
0: you. Are you coming? Like, do you just visit New York a lot or do you film? Well, I, still
1: rent a mo- I still rent a room from my best friend in New York. Got it. Okay. Um, and which is so nice because I can house like a ton of sweaters and jackets that I don't need out here and and he's my favorite person on planet earth and um yeah and I also get to be hired as local hire for movies in New York
0: oh that's so smart
1: yeah cool okay yeah yeah I'm lucky it's nice and then I can also tell people I don't just live in Los Angeles you're bi-coastal I'm by bi- coastal. I'm an asshole. <laughs> people, I remember people being like, "I'm by bi- coastal," and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I'm by bi- coastal," and I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here we go. Ooh, hey, Will. So nice to meet you. Yeah, it was nice to meet you too. This is a great
0: show.
1: That was great. It was fun. I think this is the most I've ever laughed. In. <laughs> it's because I'm secretly wish that I were a comedian.
0: <laughs> oh. <All right. laughs> yeah, but also
1: yeah. like, don't
0: tell people the secrets. You know, go over those. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's. I got that in my back pocket. Thank God, because I was just looking at like old Celine archives today. It's so, hard. But if you go in sometimes they still have like the old chin
1: you're like just give it i know it's back there bring it out now
0: <laughs> i know <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. also oh, this would be such a good trip since it's central,
1: it's central Valley,
0: right? oh where uh woodbury common oh
1: yeah have you never been there oh my god you were about to live your best dream they have everything. They have Bottega. They have Celine. They have Saint Laurent. They have Versace. They have Balenciaga. They have Gucci. All, oh no, it's wild. Do not go on a weekend.
0: You only go
1: on a weekday.
0: Okay, got it. Otherwise
1: you are in a wild tourist line situation, uh-huh. but it's fucking
0: epic. Then you have like your other, like everything. They have everything. Okay. Ben. Oh no. Okay, this is great because I was just thinking about to take a trip upstate, but I didn't know which place. And like I was it was gonna no, be you're like, gonna
1: go to Woodbury and then you're gonna go up somewhere else on that side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Before this I'm summer, so excited for you. Yes. I find
1: some of my favorite. They have a Prada. Like it's epic. And Prada actually is some of the best shoes that you can't find. And you have, like, and, like, if you don't want it after spending nothing on it, then you can, like, sell it on the real. You're welcome. Uh, uh, Namaste. Uh, <laughs> hey. Bless up.
0: Bless up. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Bless well, I'm going to let you go. But it was so nice meeting you. So happy to meet you, Nekka. You're awesome. Uh, so are you. All right. Bye. Have a good rest Bye. of Bye. You
1: too.